0: What's up, gang? How's everyone doing? Hope you had a hope you had a sweet week. I'm here at my lovely hotel in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. I mean, nothing I don't like Kansas. I talked about this last week. Um, sitting at my desk, I, I like when the hotel has like a, a a couch, though. I like that. I appreciate that. It feels like I'm in like a like a one bedroom apartment. Ooh, and I think I think Leonard Fournette just won me. My fantasy football game this week. I was stressing it. I only needed to get like six points tonight, but you know those games. Fantasy football is like options; it goes against you so I much. Mean, you never know when it's gonna like just go south on you, like bam, like that. So I think I just won, but I'm, I was distracted by that for too long. So, anyways, moving on. Kansas City. Hey, it's been a sweet weekend. Sunday night. Haven't done my Sunday uh, my trading research yet. I'll, I'll do. I did some of it because I want to talk about some stuff that I traded this week. Um, I actually only traded a couple, Like I think only Amazon and, and Airbnb this last week for, for option stuff, but we'll go through some of those. Some folks wrote to me. I posted some of the trading stuff on um, some of the charts and levels I put on the Cash Pineapples Instagram, and I think on my own Instagram too. I'll maybe start putting some more of those on my own Instagram. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll go through some of those levels and kind of how we find those. Not like we will going into super detail and bore the hell out of you, but we'll we'll make them uh somewhat decent. And uh, I got my, I got notes here written on napkins. It's like like old school like stand up days, you know, writing the stuff on the napkins. Oh, my pink eye is gone. Kinda right. I think it's gone. Um. Ooh. All right. I gotta stop getting distracted. I got the, I got the Buccaneers Cowboys game on. Excuse me right now, because I like. NFL because I play fantasy football and do like a pick'em league stuff, but like can't really sit through a game and just watch a game. Like I can't really just do that. That's not really my thing. Um, that's hard to do. Uh, I have to be doing something else. Like I like to put a game on and put it on mute, and then put like my iPad on or another TV with a TV show that I'm really into at the moment. Like uh, Breaking Bad. Rewatching Breaking Bad right now because I finished Better Call Saul. Going through Breaking Bad again. I'm not gonna lie, I think Better Call Saul is a better show. I hate to say it, dude, but it's true. It's true. I think it is. It's like it's the same reason why I read authors in the order of publication. You see them get better at what they're doing, right? You see them get better at their craft. It's like comedians when you watch their specials, in theory they should get better. They don't always, you know. Sometimes it's hard to beat some of those early some 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 of that stuff that really breaks you, but generally artists get better, chefs whatever you know, um, get better at their craft. So I like, I like seeing that, uh, that progression. Um, Ooh, someone hope it's not. All right. We need to turn this off. We're going to get distracted by that all day. <laughs> someone got hurt. I don't know who it was, but anyways, back to my point, Vince Gilligan, the creator of the of better cost and breaking bad, better call. Saul. I think I, breaking Bad's a great show. Don't get me wrong. It's awesome. But it, it does take two seasons to really get going, if not three, if I'm being totally honest. So better call Saul. Within the first season, it's super addicting. It's hard to stop watching. They've been talking about it for a couple weeks, but I'll, I'll try not to get stuck on that. Um, anyways, fantasy football is fine. Don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about some stock stuff. Let's get into it. Kind of a, a weird week. Last week was a good lesson in patience. You know, Monday, Tuesday, I try to always go light on trading, Um just kind of see what the market's saying on on Monday, Tuesday. See how it's going. See how we're see where we're heading for the week. See what the sentiment might be. Lately, it's all over the place. Um, I mean, we had what a few weeks of just some really, really hard selling pressure, and then we had a nice week last week. And honestly, going into next week, I think we see. I, I like, I kind of liked how last week ended. If mean, honest, well, I mean, who wouldn't? A lot of stuff was popping. Um. But seeing a lot of decent setups for next week, a lot of like weekly buy setups, a couple of weekly sell setups. So looking like there's going to be some opportunities next week. But again, being patient is super key, especially with the levels that I've been, the way I've been trading, I think I might just be a levels trader. That might just be my thing and just trade on levels. And so uh, I use some indicators, not really. Hopefully this, oh, by the way, hopefully this audio isn't too crazy. I'm try to turn that down a little, a little bit. There, that might be better. I'm in my again. I'm in my hotel. I don't have my normal like setup. I'm using AirPods, so we'll see how it's how it comes out. Hopefully, not terrible. The software is pretty good, but um, hey, you never know. Technology is what it is these days. Um, but yeah, using levels, I think being a levels, uh, just finding levels, not doing trend lines. Talked about that last week. Price being king, I I really like that approach, and it played out really nicely last week. But again. The, the hardest part about it, what in my brief experience with it, that has been it has been going well. But like one thing, I, it's, it's patience is like the psychology of it's really important. The being patient is the hardest part of it. Like you will see a lot of setups kind of happening, and a lot of like, like for example, last week on Monday, Tuesday, I was watching Airbnb really closely because it was developing a nice weekly buy setup going into Monday. So I wanted to see it to see if it kept pulling back and hit some levels to kind of start bouncing back up, like it did later in the week. But if you came in Monday, Tuesday, you may have gotten chopped up a little bit. You could have been, sque- you know, hit stop losses, whether they be mental or actually having your stop losses set. You those could have been triggered um, before you got later in the week when things really started hitting, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And so, um, really paying attention to those levels and and and. and Yes, paying attention to the value volume is obviously important, um, but patience. Patience is key because I was watching it Monday, Tuesday. I was watching it bounce be between levels, like two two levels. It was kind of just bouncing between. And you could have made like nice little – and again, if, if things are choppy, we've talked about this in previous episodes, where when things are choppy, that's when you kind of become a supply and demand trader, right? That's when you just kind of look at zones and kind of say, okay, we're kind of in some chop, or simply just walk away. That's kind of my favorite thing. I don't really want to mess around with like playing for 20, 30%. I mean, it's not, again, you can do that and make money. That's totally fine. But in some days I, I don't mind that. Like I think on Friday I did that with their, uh, with Amazon. I just made like a quick 20, 30% and was out just playing a quick little zone. And um, and also Friday you got to be careful, you know, zero to expiration. You got to either hit it or get out of there, you know, <laughs> and and uh, before the before the contract is, is just completely done. And so, I uh, did it with Amazon on Friday, but not that wasn't the play with, with Airbnb. So um, just kind of knowing the approach. I, I honestly on days where it's really choppy, I like to just watch it and not take anything. Just kind of see like how things are reacting. I and just kind of not really mess around with it too too much. If that's that's personally just kind of how I approach it. Um again, you can play the levels a little bit, but try not to beat your head against the wall. Um what do you want to talk about? Uh, I'm gonna to try to be I'm gonna put out some, go through some level stuff in a second. Stuff from last week, also that worked out. Shopify talked about that being what hitting low low thirties into the twenties, and uh, caught a surge last week. I don't know what it closed at. I don't think I don't think I follow shop for options. I should add it to my uh, my watch list here. I'll put it on now. Uh, Thirty forty one. Yeah, Friday alone had a nine percent move. Okay, that's nice. Eight point nine nine percent on Friday. So, yeah, uh, that was one that we called out last week for just being like, hey, if it goes much into the 20s, buy it up. It's a pretty uh, pretty hard resistance right there. So, um, I don't have levels set on it. What would it hit? Yeah. Bounced really hard at 29, almost right on the nose, 29 and change, like 2907. So almost hit $29 exactly uh, and did that twice. So, and hasn't done that since, I want to say probably, wow, a couple of years ago, it looks like. I'm looking at the chart here. So that's a big, big resistance line in the sand right there at 29. Uh, Dang. All right, cool. Good to see. Um, Nice to see those things work out as they should. Um, Let me check my, go into my, my napkin notes here. Uh, I wanted to go through some long watch stuff. Let's see. Before we go into more trading stuff, let's do a quick little long watch check-in like we did last week. I think last week I talked about, yeah, Shop being one of them. And NVIDIA, Microsoft, Google, Snow. I mean, not much change this week. Obviously, prices went up because we had a three-day run, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But again, still seeing a lot of... I mean, NVIDIA still, I think, is an insanely low price at one forty three. But it's currently in a weekly sales setup, I think. We'll double check that later when we get into doing some levels. Um, Let's see here. Okay. Well, I keep talking about levels. I'll kind of break that down and kind of how I find that a little bit. Um, I won't be too annoying with it. Simply what I do so far, that has been pretty successful, and, and I've seen it. Even on other charts that I haven't been taking trades on, I've been kind of just watching some of these levels and see how they play out, and they have been quite accurate. Um, Mind-blowingly so sometimes. Uh, Pretty amazing. So if we look at how we find them. So simply what I do... I pull up and I can't really share my screen here, but I'll I'll eventually learn how to do that kind of bullshit. <laughs> so bear with me. But you pull up your charts, you know, I look on a weekly chart first. So and I'll, this isn't like a new concept, by the way. I know a lot of people know this. I think it's referred to as like what top down analysis, something like that. When you pull pull further out, you look on like you look on monthly charts on the weekly. I think iTrade Price does this every week, breaks down the larger time frames into the smaller time frames. But he's using he's using a lot of trend lines and stuff, does have levels, but I try to just especially for less experienced traders with options I like I like the system just cuts out a lot of the bullshit and it just it simply makes the most sense and and after a while the charts start to make make more and more sense you can kind of look at a chart like I, I was joking with a friend of mine where I was like, you know, people would like a lot of traders and they used to always say like, Ooh, that's a nice looking chart. And I didn't really know what the hell they were talking about. I'm like, it's a nice looking chart. Like they're all just random lines. Like what are you talking about? But now I see, like, I understand what they're saying by like, Ooh, I like this, this chart. I like how this is looking. Like where, where they're seeing opportunities in the chart from the, what they know with their technical analysis. So I'm under, I, I get what they're saying now more and more with that. So for example, so let's look at, again, starting out on the weekly, um, and why do I do that? Simply to see how trend, wh- how things are going, how are things trending. So let's look at just simply like, um, let's look at spy. I don't trade spy necessarily, but it is a good way to like tr- simply track like how the market's moving. Um, spy is the S and P 500 ETF trust. If you're not familiar, um, I've talked about being a spy hater. I don't again, I don't really trade spy because I just don't think it moves enough. Now it, 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 the contracts are cheap, which is great. Um, and sometimes I don't like being exposed to overall market moves. Like if things are kind of trending in one way, I don't like being exposed to all of them. But at the same time, if things are trending, like we've talked about before, markets, either trending or ranging, ranging, being chopping, chopping, choppy, right. Uh, range is simply being markets are in a chop or trending being like, we're actually making moves this way or that way. Um, that's something I learned from rake trades, Jake Ricci. I don't know where he learned that from. I know the level system that I learned through, through jake uh he learned through i forget who it's kind of one of those things where it just like it's passed down and then that person kind of puts their own little spin on it we're like i learned this concept from this person but i took this this and kind of added that not like a ton uh but i can see where people do that a little bit uh, jake himself who i learned this from um so bear with uh with me and on, on that with like you know if i don't do you know but I, but at the same time i like that i like where that you know you you kind of have your own approach to like a, a pretty well accepted concept. But I mean, what I like about this is you're kind of like being we talked about before, being reactionary. You're kind of not going with when things are at highs, you're kind of thinking where to short. When things are at the bottom, you're thinking where to go long, right? Versus people who kind of like when when things are hitting, they're like, all right, let's we broke this level with with a with a big green candle. Let's hop in now. It's like, yeah, maybe if certain other things happen and there's other things that that kind of indicate that that's going to be the move. Otherwise we have to just, maybe it's just, it can just be testing that level and going right back down. So um, again, I'm pulling up uh, the spy chart from the last, let's pull up the weekly from the last like few, like six months or so. So going back to April, you see a nice uptrend April into, oh wait, this is too far out, sorry. Yeah, let's do like this last year. All right, so if I go from January, so yeah. Downtrend, downtrend off of the spring, a little bit of a pop in May, but again, still just pressure all the way into June, to where we start to see more of a reversal in August or no, through, sorry, through July. August was paying all the way down. So if you're looking at the last two months, July, you see four weeks of green, then we see three weeks of red, and then we see a, a week of green. So just kind of seeing how how things are moving and just how much they're moving with those candles. So looking on that weekly time frame to see those. And then I don't mark any levels on the weekly. I only look at the weekly to see how things are moving. How 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 are the markets moving on a broader time frame? Right? How are they trending? Are they ranging? Are they going up? Are they going down? Are they going up hard? Are they going down hard? Or are they moving sideways? Right. That's the only point of looking on the weekly chart. But then going from that, if you do see something that's a sell setup or a buy setup, simply being for for what I learned, um, A buy setup being you want to see an uptrend and then a pullback within an uptrend. On that pullback, when you see a green bar take out that first bar within that pullback where you see it coming down, that's when you come in and you can take a potential entry to see it keep going. So essentially, to try to break that down quicker is, you know, okay, so let's say a buy setup, uptrend, pullback, when you start to see it go back up from that pullback. Once it breaks that red candle that was the last of that pullback, then you come in. Same thing on the sell side. Um, in a downtrend, seeing a, a dead cat bounce. And then when you see that bounce, once that red sell pressure comes in and passes a certain level, now you're confirmed, all right, the bear market's back in, sell pressure's back in play, let's short. So that's why you look on the weekly. And then from there, going on to the hourly and setting your levels. And honestly, I think, Ultimately, if you want to do the weekly stuff to see the, the, how markets are moving, you can. But if you're trading on the regular, I think you see that you feel that anyways. You kind of know how things are going, right? If you're paying attention every day, like closely, but from there, just going in on the hourly level. So, um, and then on the hourly, simply look at the green bars on um, the bodies of the bars. We're setting levels where we see trend changes. So when we go from red to green, marking levels at those candles. And then, when those candles are closed through on the hourly, removing them every single day. Um, so, you're updating them daily. So, for example, let's go back down to Airbnb. So, I talked about this trade on Instagram, on last week's podcast. But if you look at last week, so if you're trading this one, Airbnb last week went down to, had a hard level at one, resistance at like 111, right? 111.08, and then at 112.13. And so once we broke that 112.19, I think it was. Yeah, 112.91. Yeah, something right about there. And then boom, I have another level 114. Bam, let me set that one as well. So if you're not looking at this chart visually, so almost every couple of dollars, you'll see levels set up. And so essentially, you know, um, you know what I'm going to do would be sweet. I'll probably have to start doing. I'll do more I'll start off doing screen shares with this because it'll make this a lot this visually be a lot easier. But I also could start putting these out just weekly or daily actually. I could set these out daily on like a PDF and save them and set my levels. Ooh, maybe we'll do that. Hell yeah. But essentially, if you're looking at a chart, set your levels when you see bars changing, changing colors going from green to red, red to green. And then when a bar gets taken out by the previous takes out that previous that level, then you remove it. Simple as that. Right? So if we look at from September eighth, so that was what? What's today? The eleventh? Nine eleven. Never never forget, right? Um so last so on the ninth Friday. So let's see here. Now, I think my trade specifically, I'll break that one down specifically on Airbnb. So going into last week, we had a, a buy setup developing. So we saw a sell-off on Monday. Um, and then Tuesday, I believe, we saw some more of that on the 6th. Um, yep. But then a little bit of a bounce back on the 6th. So going into the next day on Wednesday, thinking, hey, maybe we'll see something here. So on Wednesday, we actually did. Um, we saw it, it break through a level. You actually could have came in and bought on Tuesday. It would have been a great day to buy. There was some chop on Monday, mostly selling, but then chop. And then we tested some levels on Tuesday. And then coming right back up, really around that 113, breaking 114, had a level at 114.30, about right there. Snapped through that on Wednesday. And then never went back below it. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, could have held all of that. Even honestly... <laughs> Airbnb closed at one twenty three forty eight on Friday, and really shouldn't. The next level is at one twenty three ninety nine, so at one twenty four, it's right right about there. If it gaps up above that next level, we're, I mean, we could see some new highs here for for Airbnb. So now, obviously, if you had a weekly contract, you would have had to sell it on Friday last week. But in theory, this trade is still heading in the right direction until we break below one twenty one fifty five, and we'll see how things open tomorrow. Um, but again, the nice thing about the level system is if you're playing it for those longer moves, you're catching much larger moves instead of just catching like a 20, 30%, which again, those aren't bad, but what's nice about this, the Airbnb trade, for example, you know, I bought, I forget like three, four, no, three contracts, right? One ninety per, so almost $200 per contract. So not a, not a massive Trade, um, but that, again, I always preach scaling up appropriately. If the size of if the size of the trade is stressing you out, don't do it. So I'm still I I'm, I like that level of trade. That was kind of what my risk I was fine with. Um, so about like what 500, almost 600 dollars for the initial contracts, but making the first sell around 60 percent, like 65 percent gain, and then holding runners till the end. That sold for $725 per contract. So for a $1, dollar, so $190 was $720, $725 two days later, right? Didn't hold all of them to $725. One of them I did. So that's a 380% gain in two days. So see how you're waiting. Um, instead of taking that contract Monday, Tuesday, and just making that 20%, 30%, waiting till Tuesday into Wednesday. And, even, and honestly, I even bought kind of late. I could have bought even early. I bought 116 calls on Wednesday. And held that stock until 123 and change. So those were, at that point, became deep in the money. Well, not super deep, but quite in the money. Up 380% on the last sell. So that's what we talk about with scaling in and scaling out. Um, once you're able to buy more than one contract at a time, as things go up, sell out, take your profit. So you're covering your ass. But then holding one so you can hit those bigger numbers, hit those bigger gains. That's the beauty of the level system. As it is, you do it to be more patient. But... You can catch much larger moves by looking on the weeklies, by looking on those larger time frames. You can catch much larger levels. The guy I'm playing in fantasy just texted me. Well, that was fun. So I'm, he must have. I turned off the TV, but we'll turn it back on. Um, it must be. It must mean I'm in business. I must have won my game. Um, so, anyways, uh, that's the, again. This is beauty of the level system, being able to catch larger moves. And for me, not as sp- fucking stressful dude like if you're looking at again when things are in trap you can take those trades and take some supply and demand but what i like about looking on longer time frames and using the hourly time frame is it's not as stressful you're waiting for it to hit certain levels and hit them with certain with confidence and maybe even waiting for them to retest before coming back up like when one of my if i have a level set i like to see a candle break through it but then also kind of like see it kind of come back and maybe test it once twice and then go back forward and then on that next on that surge after the retest that's not really have confidence to make like, all right we're in business right but again patience you have to be patient on those moves but risk reward if you buy it at the right time on those levels once it goes below if it hits a certain point below those levels you have to get out because then it's heading down to the next level you might have said so you could have like some pretty big losses but you know once it goes quickly below that, you know when to get out, right? You know when to get out relatively quickly without sitting there holding the bag too long. So that's the benefit too. But again, takes discipline to do that. It's, it's, it's hard to sell a contract when you've lost a little bit of money. It's hard to be like, no, I'll, I'll hold it. I got two more days. I got three more days to turn this thing around. And it very well might, but that's not... Even if I hit money, and I have hit money by doing that with, with contracts before, i have been mean, like, ah, screw it, it's down enough." To so I'm just like, whatever, I'll let it go to zero, or I'll just hold it and hope and see what happens. And I've held contracts and made money doing that. But every time I do, I feel guilty kind of doing it. Like, it's great to make the money, but you kind of feel dirty, where you're like, ooh, I shouldn't have made it that way. Like, that wasn't the way to make money on this trade, right? So I kind of, I think like that sometimes. Um, but let's see, let me just go through some... Uh, so hopefully that makes sense if it doesn't I mean I'm sure it, it very well might not make sense to some people because uh, it's hard to, to 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 unless you're sitting there like going through the charts as well but theoretically that that should all make sense um but I will go through a couple of stuff stuff I have charted out if people want to have see some levels or what I have might you know noted out for the next week uh, just again these are the levels that I found out for um, Actually, here, we'll do SPY real quick. I don't have any set for SPY, so if anyone wants to pull up a SPY chart and follow this real quick, I'm going to go back to, like, let's go back to September 6th, because there's some nice levels right there. So let's go right where that red turns to green. So what was September 6th? What day was that? Was that Tuesday last week? Yeah. So last week, Tuesday. Let's go back to that and go from there. So last week, Tuesday, on the SPY, we had at 389.51. Bam. Double bottom right there. If you know your patterns, you'll know that. Um, And then we go back up, we see green, red, so we have another level, so we have a level at 389.56, what did it close? It closed at 406.60, by the way, on Friday, spy did. So we'll start, though, with a 389.56, then we have one at 391.04, another one at 390.37, but that gets taken out back up. All right. So I'm just going to do these real quick. I won't call all of them. Bam. One there. One there. Bam. One at 398.53. That then gets bam. Then gets taken out. So I'm just going to, yeah. All right. Bear with me for two seconds longer here. If you're listening to this on audio, it's probably super fucking annoying. So, sorry about that. (laughs) That's uh, that one. Bam. Okay, almost done here. Last one being set right there and right about there. All right, so going back, back to Tuesday, we have these set. And honestly, so it's one at 389.56, 390.41. You'll see that those are really close together. When they are closer together, I kind of just try to remove one and keep the further away one. Again, a trick I learned from Jake uh, Rake Trades, Jake reggie So whenever you have levels close to each other, just just go with the one that's further away because that's going to give you more, just more confirmation anyways. So a level at 56, 393 39.56, 393.46, 396.20. 399.16, 404.86, 407.06. And then past that, there's quite a bit of room up to 419.36. But for fun, let's say 420, baby. Hell yeah. Boom! So let's just set those out. That, that'd be a nice, if you want to trade SPY this week, bam, trade from those levels. Chart those out on an hourly, and then see how candles move from there, right? Bam, spy, check, done. Let's go to another one. Airbnb already went through. That was enough. The other ones I wanted to call out, uh, NVIDIA. Okay, we have two that I saw that could be a good buy setup. So going for longs, going for calls, if you're buying calls on these. So AMD and Amazon. AMD, I got a Sorry, these are already so you don't have to hear me, like, mumble to myself and set them. Um... And this is one, oh, last week I really was annoyed at myself. I saw AMD hit a level and I didn't buy it because I was too focused on the Airbnb trade. That did work out, but I was annoyed at myself for this. So we have a level at, so if you're looking at AMD for next week, we have one at 7801, 7876, 7956, 8145, 8502, 8629, and then 9003, and then 9626. So that's a big range. I did the. I went through a big range. Reason I did that is because, again, why I'm looking forward to next week. I think we could see a nice if we have some if we have some good buying pressure early in the week, we could see a nice little run. Um, because we're at some uh, some key levels here, at least on on some of these I'm calling out. At least for, like for AMD, for example, it's at eighty five forty five. Now, if you like, look, we're marking those uh, levels I pointed out. In the high 70s, a lot of, it's really tight. A lot of those levels are really tight. But once you get past 81, you see, okay, the levels get further out, 4 and $5 apart, because that's where it kind of came down a lot quicker and went up a lot quicker. So that's why we could see some broader moves to either side with AMD. So 8502, 8629, right between those levels right now. If we get strong move past eighty-six twenty nine, there's not much resistance till ninety oh three. So that's why we could see some past eighty six twenty nine can be really nice on AMD. And then past ninety oh three, really nothing till ninety-six twenty-six. So a six dollar move there. So to the upside, AMD could really make a run up to some higher numbers this week if it breaks with power the eighty six twenty nine. Otherwise, then we go back to this the high seventies and then past that seventy-eight, there was some hard resistance at seventy-eight, then you're going down to the mid-70s. And same thing, once you get down to like the mid-70s, seeing larger moves down to 74, 71, the four and five dollar moves. So kind of interesting how that works. But again, the levels. It shows you how the markets move with like some purpose, some meaning, where it's like you see why it makes certain moves at certain times. Um Similar chart to AMD, Amazon. I'll go through those levels real quick. Going back to... Again, we'll go back to uh, last week, Tuesday. That time seems to be where a lot of these newer levels are being set. I'll remove this closer one just because we'll make it easier. All right. So we have levels, bam, 125, 63, 127, 61, 128, 129, 129, 92, 130, 74, and then... Now that we're at 133.27, not much up to 136.56, 138.40, then we don't see... Again, same with Amazon, just like AMD. Where we're at now, if we get a, if we get a good, strong move beginning of the week, we could see a nice pump up. Uh, if not, a, a quicker move down. I know it's like so annoying, and, and I see people say this all the time, but I see why they say this, where it's like you have to go off of what... The market is telling you you have to go off of what the price is telling you, how things are moving, because you're like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Of course it could go in either direction. But you can see like to, to I honestly like you see like to which degree it could go in each direction though, too. I think that's that's super important. Um But if you're like listening to me and you're like, yeah, no shit, dude, of course it could go either way. That's why I'm saying that though. Um looking at Square, a, another one, Square and AMD, I both looked at Square at 64. Really 65, I thought about buying calls and really would have uh, been, probably would have made more than the Airbnb calls that I talked about that topped out for me at 380%. So kind of frustrating looking at Square. So Square and NVIDIA look like they might have some sell setups to going short this week, seeing how they look. Um, But again, levels for Square, 6524, 6845. 70, 76, actually I can remove that one. Bam, that one can be removed. 74, 21, 78, 83, 80, 24, 81, 81, 84. And then again, just like those other stocks, bigger moves up, 81, 84 to 87, 87 to 91, 67. So those are those levels on square. Right now, it's right at that 7421 level. So we'll see how Monday, how tomorrow goes. But it's at kind of a key point. Square is swinging hard. This might be a good one to watch for Monday or Tuesday early in the week because it's kind of at a level. It, it also could chop at this level for a minute. But if it does break out from 7421, I'm actually glad I'm talking about this because this is want to mark myself going into next week. We'll see how it moves around this level because from here, it has nothing really until 6845. And then 7883 on the top side. So like what? A six dollar move down and a four dollar move up, those are pretty pretty nice chunks for a stock like Square right now, especially when the stock is $74. A $4 move is pretty significant. That's like a five, that's like a six percent move. Um, so that'd be pretty notable. That's what I'm gonna keep on watch big time going into going into next week. So keep keep a note of that at 7421. Could head down. If it, if it breaks below uh, with power or breaks above with power, we could see some nice moves on that one. All right, look at NVIDIA. That'll be the last one I do annoying levels on for you. Well, not annoying levels. If you want to mark them, they should be good, I think. All right, let me just adjust these real quick and make sure that they're right because I saw a mistake right away. Not a mistake, but I just hadn't adjusted these levels from Friday. So let me just do that right, right quick. Eh? All right, there we go. All right, NVIDIA. This one was kind of spooky because last week it was like, you know, we had to go back pretty far to find the levels below where it was at, 134 last week where it was closing. But big resistance at 134, 133 area. Um, and then we got levels at 136.71, 138.12. And then from 138.12 jumping up to about 143.73. And then from there, a lot of room. There's a big gap up to 151.50. Yeah, 151.51. It's kind of a trip me out for a second. And then bigger chunk moves back up to really, man, up to like 180 <laughs> if you're looking at the chart. So, um, NVIDIA is another one. Like, Squared NVIDIA might be some big watches for me just because uh, they have big moves around the levels where they're at now they're at levels now and the next levels up and down are both pretty far away. So I guess other traders would say, uh, they could close the gaps if you will. Um, cause there's gap fills of it on both sides available more to the upside though, if I'm being honest, there's a larger gap fill to the upside. So take that for, for what it's worth. <laughs> um, so if you're marking these, hope, hopefully you see where it's becoming more clear. I'll keep talking about these and pointing them out. Um, And I'll I'll probably start to do more like uh, video integration with them. And honestly, I might start doing a um, an option where people can maybe subscribe to like charts that I put out every week with these levels, as I as they're worth looking at. I'll keep messing with them and make sure that they that these levels are tight before I start sending them out to people like that. But that's something that in the future that I think we might do or put out like a weekly, like I'll definitely talk about every week on here, but then maybe do like daily levels where if you want to have like levels updated every day or charts sent out to you every day, I could maybe do like something like that. So that would be something down the line, down, down the road, down the road. We'll think of that. So, but in the meantime, like, again, I'm a big fan of this system. Um, there are other indicators that we have. Like I use volume too, not really a lot. I use volume during the day when I'm setting my, my charts or my levels on my charts. I don't have the volume indicators on just because it it makes it, it just doesn't look as organized. The only reason I don't do it for any, you know, I'm not looking at that necessarily. Um, So it just cleans up the charts to not have it on. Um, What else? I think that's pretty much it. Broke down that trade from last week, went through levels that I want to talk about. Um, this, this podcast will be increasingly more annoying if you're not trading options, if that wasn't painfully obvious <laughs> at 35 minutes in, um, because that's definitely the focus um, for me as far as investing. I mean, obviously, I still buy stuff on the long. And I'll still talk about the long-term stuff that I'm buying. I haven't made any long-term purchases recently, but I talked about last week how I might towards the end of the year, I'm kind of stacking some cash and seeing how things go, this current Things are looking good right now on the charts, but again, we just never know. Things have been choppy for, dude, two years. I mean, 2020 was a crazy bull run, but really into 2021, it was pretty choppy all over. Uh, and then it's been mostly pain in 2022, as most people know. Even though we had a nice week last week, most people are still down 25 30%. If they're lucky on the year, most are down much more than that. Um, I think, I don't know what I'm down year to date on the long-term account. For fun, we should just check it out. Let's go see. I won't, like, show you my long-term account that's tacky, but I'll uh, at least see what my year-to-date is real quick. So bear with me for two seconds here. Don't need that. Count summary. All right, one hot second. Year-to-date. <laughs> yeah, year-to-date, I'm down 30%. Yeah, could be worse. Could be better, obviously. It could be worse. But hey, if you zoom out, much we're in a much better position. Um, I can't see my max chart on here. It won't show me. It only shows me like my one year and two year changes. Uh, year to date down thirty percent. One over one year over year down fifteen percent. So whatever. But year to date down thirty percent. That's not cool. Not cool at all, gang. But it is what it is. But hey, I was pretty much dead accurate with what it was. Um. Yeah, uh, but for how the markets have been going, I'm not, that's not that big of a deal, in my opinion. I wonder what... Actually, let's see what the NASDAQ is year-to-date. NASDAQ index. Down 23%, so I'm losing to the NASDAQ. Let's see if I'm beating any of these indexes. This will be kind of a fun little exercise before I bounce off real quick. <laughs> Dow Jones down 12%. S&P... Down 15%, well, year to date. Well, look at that, gang. My portfolio is doing worse than all the major indexes. So keep listening to me is my point. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's because uh, it's because of fucking Square and Shopify. No, um, I mean, my portfolio is still fine. But it's definitely because I'm, I'm definitely more uh, leveraged with high growth stocks. But that's I talk about that all the time. I have a lot of tech stocks. I'm younger. So it's fine to have those in the portfolio. It's not a big deal. Um, and to be fair, I beat the pants off those indexes the last few years, so we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, but hey, full disclosure. There you go, down thirty percent year to date in the long portfolio. Um, all right. So I'm about to wrap this up here. Let me close my charts here. Um, yeah, I'm gonna make sure I stay on this. Uh, so, oh, weekly voice on the Trans Discord. So Bueller's been doing. Uh, live streams every morning, super dope. If you're in the premium uh subscribe, if you're a premium subscriber to Counter Trades, you don't know this, you probably do already. If you listen to this, but Bueller does live um, um live streams every morning on a premium channel on his YouTube, but it's it's in the, our Counter Trades Discord, so you have access to it through the Counter Trades Discord. And again, if you listen to this podcast, it is sponsored by the Counter Trades Discord, so you can get half off your first month premium subscription to the Discord, I think that works out, it's like 35 bucks a month versus $70, um, if you know what you're doing and you wanted to start following, like, dude, Embulid will answer your stuff in real time, you can just type in the chat, like, hey, what do you think of this chart, and he'll do it, it's pretty awesome uh, uh, information to have access to, so if that's something that suits you, uh, definitely check that out. I've, uh, cause I, we haven't been, there haven't, haven't been as many of us on the morning voice sessions on 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 Discord because everyone's been kind of following the Bueller live streams. So that's what I've been noticing, and and it's cool, whatever. I, I still dig it. I like both either way. Um, I'll be, I'll ha- if there's if there is a, a handful of people on the voice sessions, I'll hop on them. I've been busy the last couple of weeks, but um, I've still been able to make time for it, like I did last week, and so I will continue to do that. Uh this next couple of weeks I get crazy busy. So I'm in Kansas City right now. I go to um go back to Michigan tomorrow. Uh I'll be home for one day, all of one day, to switch over some stuff and then I go to Detroit. I'll be in Detroit for like almost two weeks. Uh staying right downtown. So if you want to hang out, let me know. I probably won't hang out with people if I'm being honest. I'm pretty busy. But um I'll be I think I might do some stand up around the city. Actually I definitely will. Um but I'll be there for two weeks and then go to Texas for a month and then on the West Coast for a little bit longer. But still, I'll be, uh, although I'll be busy, I'll definitely still be trading because now that I got these levels more in my head, um, it's hard to, uh, it's a lot easier to get motivated to be at the desk to trade in the morning when you know kind of what to look for a little bit more. It's a little more motivating when you're like, oh, I could actually like know how to make money today without just guessing you know so all right enough for this week let me know uh if there's more stuff you want me to talk about like a reason i went through a lot of these levels is because a lot of folks were sending me dms on the cash pineapples instagram asking me how i found certain levels on that airbnb trade why what am i looking for how whatever all that kind of thing and i'm not saying i'm perfect at all i'm just pointing out uh That I've been, if you've been listening to this podcast, I've been getting into options for what since January, but really heavy the last like six months ish, Um, maybe a little bit longer than that. But really, and honestly, the last few weeks I've been doing, even if I'm not trading, studying every day. I've been doing like almost two hours a day of like watching um, old courses that I have had that I have from uh, um, Jake Ricci from Rake Trades from Bueller. I mean, two hours a day around that, at least an hour. Or so even if I'm not trading, still doing all that stuff because it is insanely important. It keeps you, it keeps you fresh, keeps you going. So, um, all right, enough for me. If you want me to talk about more bullshit next week, let me know. If there's certain stocks you want me to go through levels on, I'll do that. I just went through the ones that I trade at the moment that I that I keep my eye on the most. Right. So, and that comes down to why do I trade those? Uh, I'm familiar with them. I'm familiar with their industries, but also. Um, they they move with a lot of volume. That's important with options. You need the volume, and then also I do need to get better at expanding the industries in which I trade options. Um, you know, I, I I learned from a few other folks that it's not best to always trade within one sector, trade within multiple sectors. So I do need to be better about that. Um, I think I had Lululemon tracked out because uh, that was mentioned in another Discord that I'm in. I didn't trade it, but I have it. I've been tracking it and putting levels on it. So maybe that's uh, one of my non-tech stocks I'll get into, but all right. That's my two cents. I'll end on that. Let's see football games at commercial, but whatever. Hopefully I won. I think I won my game. I'm going to go check. All right. Have a good week. We'll see you next time.